class this is optimus fields at my living truth and we're back for another episode of bitcoin kindergarten we're at block height 691,074, and the current price per bitcoin is thirty three thousand and eighty dollars so tonight we have a really cool episode for you and i'll let Jessifer introduce our guests all right thanks optimus uh so tonight we have jimbo coin and he is a certified dirtbag author of Orange Coin Good and a consensualism expert. But tonight he'll be talking to us about playing with seed phrases with a card game. So uh, without further ado, take it away, Jimbo. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I guess I should turn on video now. Hope that works. Can you all see me? Yes, sir. Looking good. All right. I'll take that as a yes. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on. Um, the The motivation here is that uh, about a year ago, I decided to upgrade my security setup with multisig, and I was going through the um, Flaxman 10x security guide, and one of the things it talks about doing is creating your own seed phrases by picking words out of a hat. And that's all good and all, but I didn't feel like... Um, cutting up 2,048 words uh, to put in a hat. So I developed a, a way of generating seed phrases, bit, um, Bitcoin uh, BIP39 seed phrases using a deck of playing cards. And so that's what I'd like to show you how to do today. Um, the first question is like, why would you do this? And the answer is because uh, the old saying goes, your keys, your coins. When you have Bitcoin, what you really have is the ability to move some value that's locked into what's called a UTXO, an unspent transaction output. Your ability to spend that coin hinges on you having exclusive access to the, the key that can spend it. Modern wallets uh, generate these keys using something called a seed. So you may have heard the expression where this, they'll say, you know, you must write down these seed words. These words are super important. You need to record them. Um, so the question is then, where does that come from? But uh, in Bitcoin, knowledge is ownership. Ownership is knowledge. Your ownership of your coins comes down to your exclusive knowledge about your seed. Um, and so this technique is really just about generating them. But to start off, what I'd like to do is um, talk a little bit about where seed words come from. Uh, and then after that, I will uh, show, I'll demonstrate how the card system works. And after, and I'd ra rather make that relatively short and then field questions as they come up because all of this stuff is backed by math. But I know that if I start talking about logarithms and you know calculus and probability theory and all that stuff, I'll bore people. And I don't want to do that. I just want to show you something cool. So I'm going to share my screen and um, walk through a tool that I made for exploring how seed, word, seed words work. Um, and the numbers behind them. So I'll do that next. So I'm going to try to share my screen. I don't know if video will stay on or if it'll replace it. Let's find out. 
Uh, wow. Okay. So, oh, you can see both me and the screen. Great. Okay, so the page uh, that I have up right now is the list of English seed words for BIP and 48 seed words. Uh, the first one is abandon. It has a number one here next to it because that's the line number. Um, but really, that encodes the number zero. Uh, and if anything goes wrong, please let me know because uh, I hear noises from Discord, but I don't know um, if it's working because uh, I'm looking at my screen and not uh, Discord at the time. So um, when you go to pick your seed words, uh, usually your wallet generates them for you. It'll generate 12 or 24 seed words, and then um, that represents your seed. But where, you know, where, how do these how do these words become numbers? Okay, so this is a notebook that I made. Um, I call it the Entropy Playground, and it's a place where you can see the relationship between the seed itself, which is a, a big random number, and the words of your seed phrase. Uh, and a link to this, I'm sure, will be available um, somewhere that this video is available. But if I scroll down a little bit in here, let's scroll down. Um, to make it all appear on my screen, I'm going to switch down to a 12-word seed just for the, just for a moment. Okay, so what you can see here is um, the the 12 words. The left left-hand column is the 12 words in the seed phrase. Uh, the bits that each word represents. There are 11 zeros in a row, and then you can see that the all of those zeros has a decimal equivalent of the number zero. Uh, decimals just like numbers one to ten, one through ten, uh, eleven, twelve, up through hundred, that sort of thing. So all zeros represents the word abandon. So you have abandon, abandon, abandon. All the word, all the words are abandoned zero. And then the last word here is about. And the reason why it's not exactly the same is because these four bits that are highlighted in yellow checksum. I won't go into the details of how that's calculated, but the point of the checksum word is that it tells the wallet that all of the words are correct. If any of the words were wrong or the checksum word was wrong, then the wallet wouldn't work. So for example, if you just took the word abandon and wrote it 12 times, a wallet would reject that and say that's not a legit seed phrase because the four bits in the 12th word don't match what they should. So if we flip the rightmost bit of the first word, that creates the decimal uh, number one, so it goes from zero to one, and that's a different word, which is ability. And now you'll see a different word down here in the seed phrase. It's now accuse. So if I flip that bit back to zero, so it's, it goes from about to accuse. And these will all be A words because the first uh, seven bits of the 12th word are still data, and only the last four bits are the checksum. So I can flip these bits, and it'll change uh, the, the checksum word, right? I can flip these. Uh, sometimes those four yellow numbers will stay the same, sometimes they'll change, but the point is is that they're computed uh, in order to make sure that the whole phrase is correct. Um, and if I increase this to 24 words, which is what people typically use, everything still works, you'll see that uh, for the word, um, you know, if we have all zeros and we have the word abandon all throughout the first 23 words, then the last uh, the last word would be art, right? Uh, for to 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 make it easier, I have a a little tool here to to fill it up. So if we want to fill it with ones, I can just press one, and so now you can see they all have the decimal equivalent of 2,047. As I said earlier, there are 2,048 seed words, but because it starts at zero, there's one less when you get to the the maximum um, word. So here you can see the word zoo is the last word in the um, in the the seed word list. I can show that by going back over here to this tab and just scroll all the way to the bottom. 
and you'll see way down at the bottom, the last word is zoo, right? So if we have all of our 23 seed words are zoo, and there's three ones here in the last word, then the uh, checksum word is going to be vote. It's not going to be zoo or anything else. So, so that's it in a nutshell. So when you, when you go to generate uh, a seed, what you're really doing is generating uh, bits, zeros and ones, 11 at a time, and each 11 of the bits is one of your seed words. And then at the very end of the process, after you get uh, your first um, 23 words, then you generate the 24th word, which is uh, a checksum, which has, you know, um, eight bits of checksum data here at the end. Uh, would this be a good time to take questions, or should I just plow ahead? Um, I think you could just keep going, and then we'll take questions at the end. Okay. Okay, so, um, so then the question is, how do you generate these words? So one thing that the... Um, that the uh, the 10x security guide recommends is you take this whole list of words, you print it out, and then you cut them all up. You throw them into a a, a bag, and you pick them out one at a time. Um, but I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do um, I wanted to use a deck of playing cards. So uh, let me just switch over to my. I'll, I'm going to leave this up for the time being. Oh, I'll, I'll switch over here. So I, I generated, I created this little game uh, for the seed words, and we'll and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But let me. Let me just do a video demo, because I want to step back a minute and say, um, okay, so what I need to do is pick, for, for each word of the, of the 24 seed words, what you need to do is pick a number between 1 and, two th uh, sorry, 0 and 2047, right? Um, but let's, and, and I figured out a way to do that with cards, and I'll show you how that works. But before we get to that, let's talk about a simpler case with dice, right? So let's say, I, so let me just do the camera down here real quick. Okay, so I have here um, a regular six-sided die. I don't know if it'll come through on the camera, but I'll read out what it says. It has six sides like usual, and I can roll it and get a number from one to six. So that works fine. If I want a number between one and six, I can use a six-sided die and roll it once and get a number. But what if I need something different? What if I need uh, a number, you know, what if I just need like heads or tails, just a one or a zero? Well, that's easy. I could do evens and odds, right? So I roll the dice. I got an odd, and I'll say, okay, odds are one, evens are zero. That would be a way to do it. But what if I have, have a requirement for a very weird number? Like, let's say somebody says, I need you to pick a random number from 1 to 5, and all I have is a 6-sided six die. Well, it works as long as I don't roll a 6, right? If I roll a 4, I can use that number. If I roll a 1, I can use that number. But if I roll a 6, what do you do, right? The simple answer is you just re-roll it, right? So you can use a 6-sided die to produce a number from 1 to 5 as long as you just re-roll any time you get a number that doesn't meet your criteria, right? Okay, so back to cards. So um, for picking a seed word, I'm trying to pick a word from 0 to 2047, and I have a deck of playing cards. A deck of playing cards has 52 cards in a deck. And so what, what you can do is you can say, okay, well, there are 52 ways of picking a card out of a deck. Let me just set aside these extra cards here. There are 52 ways of picking a card out of a deck. Once you've picked out one card, you have 51 cards left in the deck. So if I pick one card, it's, you know, whatever the three of clubs, and I pick another card, and let's say it's the nine of clubs. There are 52 ways to pick the first card and 51 ways to pick the second card. So there's 52 times 51, which is 2,652 ways of picking two cards, 
right? So I have 2,652 ways of picking two cards, but I only need 2,048, right? So that leaves roughly 600 uh, extra ways that a that a two that two cards of a deck could produce a word than I need. So it's really analogous to uh, needing a number from one to five and rolling a six-sided die. I need a way to ignore those uh, combinations that don't yield a seed word, right? And so that's what this process is is designed to do. So you can play this. You can you can do this uh, technique with any random old deck of playing cards. It works fine. Um, uh, I have a PDF that you can print out. Let me switch screen real quick. I'll show um, what that looks like. So. For example, that, uh, let me make this even bigger for people in case it doesn't show up right. Right. So, for example, here's the here's the entry for the Ace of Spades. If you pick the Ace of Spades as your first card, and then your second card was any of these other spades other than King of Spades, it just doesn't yield a word. If you got Ace of Spades, King of Spades, that would be the word Abandon, our favorite uh, all zeros that we were just looking at. Uh, if we got Ace of Spades followed by Ace of Hearts, that would be Ability. We got Ace of Spades followed by Ace of up, that would be the word able, and so forth. And for every combination that yields a seed word, um, there's a word here on this on this printout. So this printout's 13 pages. You can print it out. I have a printed out copy. I'll I'll, I'll show it in just a minute. Um, and so the procedure that I'm going to show right now that I'm going to demonstrate is uh, designed to, just like with the dice, where we where we can just re-roll on a six. This procedure is designed to get rid of those combinations of cards that would not yield a seed word. So, for example, I had just I had just said about the three of clubs and the nine of clubs. Well, those have the same suit. They're both clubs, so that would actually not be a combination on the on the uh, page. So let me just scroll down to uh, the clubs on my screen share. I think that's the last suit in this set. So come down here to three of clubs, and you see that three of clubs, nine of clubs, there's no word there. So that actually wouldn't work. So simply shuffling a deck of cards and picking two cards is not going to always yield a seed word. We've got too many blanks. We need a procedure for getting rid of those extra words. And so that's what I'll show real quick. So uh, pretend this is sufficiently shuffled. I know it's not. It's intentionally not because uh, I just showed you in a way that you know, I just picked it up. But you would want to make sure that your cards are sufficiently shuffled. I can talk about how much is sufficient. Um, as long as your cards are not super sticky, 12 shuffles is more than enough. But let's just go through the process. So what you want to do is you have your deck of cards on one side, and you're going to have a discard pile on the other side, and in between is like our working area. And the first thing you do is you flip over a card, and then you flip over another card. And if they have the same suit, then you keep going. So here we got the queen of spades. That's different from the clubs. Spades is different than clubs. So I can put those together and put those in the discard pile. Right? Nine of clubs stays out there. So flip over another one. Diamonds is different than clubs. Great. I can put those together and put that in the discard pile. I have spades and hearts. Those are different. So I can put that in the discard pile. Diamonds and hearts. Those are different. I can put them in the discard pile. Uh, diamonds, spades. Those are different. I can put them in the discard pile. Clubs and spades are different. I can put them in the discard pile. And then as you get better at this, you can do it faster. Um, so I'll probably just start speeding this up uh, to show it at slightly higher speed. But I'm just doing the same process. So in, in regular solitaire, you're trying to find things that match in some way. In this game, you're trying to find things that don't match. So clubs and spades, that's great. Those don't match. I'll put those aside. Clubs and clubs. So I found two that are the same suit, so I have to keep going. 
Hearts and clubs, those are different, so we take those and put them in the discard pile. Diamonds and clubs are different, put those in the discard pile. Clubs and spades are different, put those in the discard pile. Spades and clubs, those are fine. Hearts and clubs are different, put those in the discard pile. Clubs, spades, by the way, whatever seed uh, phrase we come up with in this, nobody should ever use because it's on video. That should go without saying, but I just want to make it extremely clear. Diamonds and hearts, clubs and hearts, hearts, diamonds are fine, diamonds, clubs are fine, spades and spades, nope, keep going, spades again. So sometimes this can happen where you have several, you just, you just keep adding more until you find something that doesn't match. So hearts and spades. Those go rid of, and again, what we're trying to do here is just like with the dice, we're just getting rid of things we can't use so that what we're left with is only pairs that will yield a seed word. Um, that's the whole process. Diamonds and spades. And then lastly, we have hearts and hearts. It's okay if you get to the end of the deck and there are some that are the same suit because what we're trying to get here is 23 seed words. There are 52 cards in a deck, which means there are 26 sets of two cards. We only need 23 sets of two cards. So at the end of the deck, if you have a few that are uh, the same suit, it's no problem. You just put those on the pile. And so at the end of that process, this effectively is now a seed. It is, it is a Bitcoin seed in the sense that it contains all of the information to generate unambiguously a set of 23 seed words um, that you can use uh, for, for um, Bitcoin BIP39 purposes. The way we convert them into words, though, is you just do them one at a time by looking them up in the chart. So three of clubs, and now we get the queen of spades. So looking at my chart here, that would mean that this word should be slice. Okay, and then set that aside. And you get uh, nine of clubs and five of diamonds. So we scroll down to the nine of clubs. Five of diamonds is the word 12. So that would be 12. So we've got slice and 12, right? And then if we continue this process, you know, you can imagine we could just go through uh, more cards. So two of spades. So we've got to go scroll up to the two of spades. And again, this whole process is designed to be done offline. I'm sharing my screen to make it easier. But you can print this out and do this uh, in a quiet place where there's no cameras and no, um, no microphones or anything. OK, so we've got two of spades and the five of hearts, which would be the word A-I-S-L-E. Okay, and after this process, you have uh, a seed phrase. Um, and that's it in a nutshell. Uh, generating the 24th word requires software. Like I said, uh, the, the 24th word contains a checksum, which is not practically computable by hand. So you will have to use some sort of software to generate the 24th word. But if this is for Bitcoin purposes, presumably sometime you're going to have some computer access the, the seed, right? It's not sufficient to just have the seed be eternally offline. At some point, you have to generate addresses from it. So whatever machine is going to be doing that generation of addresses is also should also be give you the 24th word um, and do that computation. Uh, that's all I had for my prepared remarks. I'd really like to just turn it over to questions if, uh, if, if, it, if it please the court. That was awesome, Jimbo. We got everyone in the chat saying that that was awesome. Um, the only, the only question I have, and then I'll, I'll pass it over to everyone else, but I asked you yesterday, how, how did you create this card game for creating your seed? 
Um, yeah, so I, I mentioned a little bit about my motivation at the beginning. I wanted to use uh, playing cards. My, my motivation for using playing cards uh, was that playing cards are a good source of randomness that are available in mo many households. Like almost anybody has a, a set of playing cards around. Um, the skill of shuffling playing cards is also well spread. So uh, I'm not the only person who can shuffle cards. Lots of people can shuffle cards. So sh cards represent a widely available, relatively inexpensive, uh, and usable form uh, of good entropy. So that's why I wanted to use a card system. How did I go about it? Um, well, I actually I spent a couple of months trying to think how would I use a card system, uh, how would I use playing cards to generate seed words, uh, and then through through practice and process of elimination and just trying a bunch of different um, procedures, I arrived eventually at this kind of condensed procedure, which I think is about the smallest I could make it that would be easy to do, hard to mess up, um, and deterministically produce uh, a usable seed phrase. Uh, I could show some of my materials. I mean, when I was like, uh, I got I got this. So I have, um, I don't know if this piece of paper will, will look good on the camera, but where I was just writing out, you know, here are like different card combos and here are different um, binary representations and the decimal equivalent and what word it would be. And I was just trying to think through it in my head. I have here a sketch of what one of the, what a card might look like that had the seed words printed on it. Uh, and then I think this page just has uh, a whole bunch of math. Uh, I don't even remember what all this math is. Yeah, I was like trying to compute yeah, I was trying to compute the uh, various probabilities and tables and stuff. But anyway, so that's just one leftover piece of paper that I found. And then I can also show uh, another piece of development work that I had. So in order to, to play test this before, um, uh, you know, what I did was I printed out the table on the cards themselves. So this is a, uh, this is a purple card sleeve, and it contains a promotional uh, magic card of some kind. Yeah, just like a rules tip. But then I printed out, you know, four, and I'm sorry if the, the camera's not going to do justice to this, but at four of the ten of spades, what were all the seed words for that? So that you could actually have the seed words as part of the cards themselves. Uh, I later ended up <clears throat> having some manufactured, so that's what this is. Is This is a custom deck of playing cards that has, um, it's functional as a deck of playing cards, you know, so it has the pips on the, on the corners, so you can totally play poker with it. But then it also has the seed words for the pairings of cards right on it. So it, with this deck of cards, you actually don't even need the separate lookup table. You can just shuffle it, and then for any for any uh, two cards, you can just see um, what seed words they yield. So we just get two cards, and they happen to be the same suit, so I need another one, same suit. All right, so here we got... Uh, Jack of Diamonds, and then I drew the Seven of Clubs, so I can just look up on the Jack of Diamonds card for Seven of Clubs. Uh, reject would be the seed word for that. So anyway, these were... That was my original idea, was to try to um, make a deck of cards that was functional, uh, like a seed picker playing card deck, and that's what this is. Awesome, Jimbo. Uh, Sean Stacken has a question. If you could briefly go over the checksum math, That'd be cool. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe I'd have to review uh, BIP39, but I believe the checksum math is you take a SHA-256 of the rest of the seed bits, and then the first N bits of that, based on how long your seed word is. So in, in the, 
then that's that's your that's your checksum. So uh, actually, let me just you know what? Uh, let's see. I might have the code for that. Uh, let's see. Bits to hex, bits to words, mnemonic to bits, word to bits. Uh, I think I might just be using a library for it. So in this notebook, uh, the, the source code for this notebook, so that's the thing about notebooks, is they have all their source code. So I think if I click this, it'll show me the source code for this cell. Yeah. Uh, initial bits, initial mnemonic. Um, I haven't looked at this, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's going to take me a while to like figure out where in the where in this code it works on it. Here, yeah. right? Mnemonic. That, that's all right. Sean you said that, the... that that's good enough for him. Uh, if if you need to oh, okay. look for stuff, then uh, you're all right. Uh, we also have a few people in our chat saying, "When can I buy this deck of cards? They need this deck of cards." Oh, uh, well, th this is the only one that exists. I I ordered and made one. Um, so yeah, I did all the work to design it. Uh, I did the, you know, I did the lazy thing and put my my logo on the back. Um, yeah, uh, I don't have a store, so I, I don't know how to I don't know how to help you. So what he's saying, guys, is is uh, give him give him the incentive to make the card and the store, and and he'll have them for you guys. She she make says 21. open source print yourself? Question mark. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't open sourced the design for the the card the card thing, but the information is free. So if you want to do the work of figuring out how to do the layout, um, that's there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I had I had thought about um, making a store and collecting money and then sourcing them and then shipping them and all that, and it just seemed like a lot of work. So if there's demand, uh, I can look into it. Um, yeah, I know. I know. So I, I figured I did the open source thing. I put all the code out there. I, I, you know, for making the for making the printout, so you can make your own. So anybody can use this if they can just print out this, uh, you know, this mapping. Um, yeah, making the physical cards. I know I should do it. I just. Or, uh, one just of, haven't one done of, it. Sorry, Jimbo. One of our uh, our Bitcoin kindergarten regulars, Spitfire, says, uh, "Let's talk. I can help print them for sure." So we'll send them your way. We'll hit have them hit you in the DMs. Okay. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to uh, to working with a partner on that. Awesome, dude. Uh, any more questions? Uh, Wynikus, you had some. You had some pretty good questions yesterday. I don't know if you want to ask those again, or maybe you had some more. Um, other than asking, are you insane for coming up with this? <laughs> just kidding. It's, it's awesome. Um, I was going to ask just basically like from yesterday's similar questions, but what are the odds of somebody potentially coming up with a similar seed phrase, et cetera, just going through that process? And maybe a better question is how is this better than picking out words out of a bowl like you just cut up 2047 words and or 48 words and then pick them out of a hat or something sure so let's let's talk about so we mentioned the entropy bits and your seed is a, basically a big random number and the big random number is um in terms of bits so if you just flip a coin that's one bit if you flipped two coins that would be two bits right so in bitcoin 
uh, the security of addresses shoots for 128 bits. The reason is because any additional, if, you're, if your seed has more than 128 bits of entropy, it doesn't make your attacker's job any harder. So for example, let's say you have a UTXO and you, um, you reuse, let's say you reuse an address, right? Which you shouldn't do, but let's say you reuse an address. If you reuse an address, the attacker's difficulty of computing the private key to unlock that address is capped at two is capped at 128 bits effect so the difficulty of the ecdsa algorithm to figure out the private key for a reused address based on information that's in the the transactions on the blockchain is only 128 bits of difficulty no matter how many bits you used in your seed phrase so it's common practice nowadays to use 24, a 24-word seed phrase. Um, but anything more than uh, the equivalent of 12 words doesn't make your attacker's job any harder. And so you ask, like, what are the chances that somebody else has the same? It's astronomically low. And it's so, so the, the point is, like, Satoshi's coins are protected by something that's 128 bits. So as long as you have a, more than 128 bits, um, that's fine. Like you're 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 above the threshold that an attacker would uh, would have to would have to search through. So uh, a deck of cards, a fully shuffled deck of cards, has the entropy equivalent of about 225 bits. The procedure that I've demonstrated uh, today preserves about 205 bits because remember, like I said, we're not using the full deck of cards. We're getting rid of combinations of cards that don't yield seed words. So it's about 205 bits. So 205 bits doesn't sound like that much more than 128 bits, but it's basically seven, 77 bits, which is on the order of a trillion trillion times bigger in terms of the difficulty that a attacker would have to search. So um, it's practically incalculable. The, the likelihood of somebody guessing a seed uh, is on the order of, um, I did this math the other day on Twitter. Uh, the likelihood of guessing somebody's seed is on the order of unlikelihood as winning the Powerball eight or nine times in a row, like fairly, right? So it's just it's just incredibly unlikely. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Jasper asked, "Is there a way to compute the checksum without entering your seed into a computer?" Is there a way to do it? So, <clears throat> um, the uh, the answer is yes, right? So anything a computer can do, a human could do, right? In principle, right? You could run Windows XP on a piece of graph paper if you had a big enough graph paper and enough time to fill in all the boxes and move all the zeros and ones around, right? So in principle, one could compute the checksum by hand. In practice, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of tedious, you know, step-by-step -step work. I want to say there was a, um, I want to say there was a video somebody did that was like mining by hand, where they were computing 56 checksum with graph paper, you know, based on like a block header. That would be the equivalent thing that you're doing here, which is I have a seed, I need to compute a SHA-256 sum, and then figure out the first bits. Um, it would be it would be much faster computationally and just in terms of wall time, like like doing it yourself, to just guess because there's only 2,048 words. So you could just guess a bunch. 
right? And, and you probably hit on the right one. So um, it would actually be faster just to guess uh, until you hit the right one than it would be to com try to compute it by hand. That'd be my guess. I, I just want to add to that where, you know, uh, the seed signer, I'm sure you guys have heard of that, but there's like a, you know, I'm sure you're going to be using a hardware wallet device any which ways, right? Um, and so in a multi-sig setup, right? So you're going to, like most, like the cold card can calculate the checksum for you. The seed signer can calculate the checksum for you. And so there'll be more. And like these things are open source, right? So, you know, as long as, you know, you're basically trying to avoid that with this card game, right? But at some level, you're going to have to use that little device regardless, right? That, yeah, that's that's my, yes, I yeah, I, I, I exactly. At some point, the seed has to touch some hardware software combination that is able to generate addresses and your XPUB, right? So at some point, a wallet software hardware, some combination of wallet software hardware will have to touch your touch your seed. You want it to be as little as possible. So the way I think about security is, is, of seeds is in three parts. There's creation time, there's at rest, and then there's in use, right? So what the card system is designed for is at creation time, like trying to trying to make a a good uh, unguessable seed that nobody else has access to at creation time. Then you have at rest, right? So some people will talk about, well, my seed only exists as stamped in metal. That would be at rest. And then there's in use, which is in order to compute addresses so that you can receive funds, or in order to spend, you know, if you need to sign a transaction, some hardware has to know your seed in order to be able to do that signing. So then there's in use. You can compute first 23 words and technically the first three bits of the 24th word uh, offline entirely, which is what we just demonstrated. You can store them at rest without ever touching a computer because we could just have done this same process and I could just put this deck of cards away and now I've got my seeds stored forever, right? So you can do creation and rest without touching a computer, but con computing the 24th word and, and addresses and all that other stuff, it'll have to touch something sometime and that's when you would compute the 24th word. But I can, I can um, show something on the, on the playground real quick. Uh, let's just close this because we're not going to edit anything. Um, so here we have, uh, you know, the word zoo, 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 zoo. The first 23 words and the last one is uh, vote. You'll notice that the first three bits, I'm going to make this even bigger. Just, uh, just give me a second. You'll notice that the first three bits here are also ones. And then you have eight bits that are the checksum. Those checksum bits are computed. So there's three bits of the 24th word that are data. And then there are eight bits of uh, checksum. Now, if you put 23 zoos in the uh, um, seed picker last word tool, which I don't have uh, brought up. Actually, let me see if I can bring it up uh, real quick. Let me see if I can find it. Maybe I can. Yes. Okay, great. So we're just going to do zoo. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-three. Okay, so we have twenty-three copies of the word zoo. Let's see what it says. All right, now it calculates that my twenty-fourth word is buddy. Now that's weird. Because it says buddy, but uh, my thing said vote. What's the difference? Well, it turns out it's these three bits. 
Okay, so if I flip these three bits, it'll change the checksum. So I'm going to check it, check that one to zero, and it becomes leaf. I switch this one to zero, it becomes cash. I flip this one to zero, and it becomes buddy. The seed picker last word generator, which is part of the the 10x security guide by Ben Flaxman, always picks the alphabetically first 24th seed word, which means they just basically slap zeros in these three spots. But you could have these be anything. So because there are three bits, and each of them can be either, either 0 or 1, you have 2 times 2 times 8 different options. So you have buddy, cash, leaf, gap, sudden, vote, party, move, uh, and I think that might have been it. Maybe I, maybe I missed one. I think that's close to all of them, right? So anyway, like I said, uh, generating the last word. So there's only eight possibilities because there's these three different um, things. But in order to figure out which one, so like let's say you knew that it was, uh, let's say you knew these three bits were all zeros, okay? Then there are uh, eight bits you're trying to compute for the SHA-256 hash for the checksum. Um, 2 to the 8th power is 256. So you could you could look at the first 256 words from the list and just try them in sequence. And eventually you'd find that buddy uh, was the one you wanted. If you knew that this bit was, uh, if you knew that these were all ones, you would look at the last 256 um, seed words, if that makes sense. So I, ho I hope that clarifies kind of like how this is computed. So could you do it offline? Matt, you know, technically, yes. Um, practically, it's not worth trying because eventually you'll have to put it in, um, you'll have to put it, you'll have to put it in a hardware eventually sometime. So may as well compute the word at that time. Jimbo, that was an incredible answer. Everyone's minds are blown in the chat. Uh, thank you so much for going so in depth with that. Oh, no problem. They're saying you ruin poker, Texas Hold'em, and blackjack for them. They'll never see a deck of cards the same way after this. Yeah, I was talking to Joe Rogers about this, and I, I, I mentioned, I was like, so what you could do if you were trying to get out of Dodge and you were like, um, you know, you wanted to back up your seed phrase, what you could do is you could stack to match what your seed is and then just carry that with you. And now you have it. It's just a deck of cards. As long as nobody shuffles it, uh, you can get where you're going and then recover. And it would be an innocuous way of, <laughs> yeah. And so Joe, yeah, Joe says like, I'm gonna shuffle every deck I ever see now. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Germs put a good just, comment just in the kidding. Discord. Uh, he said also might be important to mention that using an external source of randomness like this card game has benefits over using a hardware wallet seed generator. Yeah, so generating seeds um, mechanical devices uh, is notoriously difficult. There's a chapter um, to that effect. I think it's chapter 10 in uh, uh, Schneier and Ferguson's um, Practical Cryptography uh, 2003, which talks about the difficulty of generating good randomness on a hardware device, especially one that does not have persistent power. So if you have a device that does not have power all the time, it's hard for it to know and keep track of things like time that it could use to seed a pseudo-random number generator. Um, so yeah, so I'm definitely in favor of generating one's own randomness, uh, which is what we're trying to do here. Wow, Jimbo. Well, you have everyone in class right now mind blown. Um, guys, do you have any more questions for Jimbo? Or 
Did did you guys get enough from this one? If I didn't hear if I didn't hear correctly, is this a way to potentially organize a deck of cards with your seed phrase basically in in the order of of the deck, and then you can basically travel with this deck in a discreet way where you're carrying around your seed phrase without anyone knowing what it is. Like you can essentially take this on an airplane, you know. And you if you have like multi sig or whatever, you have like three decks of cards in in the order that you wanted and. Yeah, you could you could just yeah you you could if you if you so chose uh, you could reverse engineer and like figure out okay where's my seed word and then what are the two cards that make that combo now um, one caveat like I said this procedure uh, preserves two hundred and five bits of entropy there are two hundred and fifty six expressible bits of entropy in a twenty four word seed right so that means there's a deficit of fifty one bits. The practical application of that is that you could have two words in your seed phrase. So, so for example, like I just I was just showing, uh, you know, uh, in the screen share, the the word zoo, twenty three times is a legitimate seed. Like that could be your seed. Just zoo twenty three times and then vote, and that would be all ones. It would be a terrible, terrible seed. Like don't do it. But you could do it. But that's not going to be expressible with a card system because uh, the word vote appears on. Let's see. Let's switch back to the thing. Look at the scroll down here. URS TUV vote. Okay, so the word vote is the ace, the queen of clubs followed by the ace of spades. So uh, that's fine. But the word zoo is at the way way bottom. The word zoo is. The king of clubs followed by the two of clubs. So there's only going to be one king of clubs and one two of clubs in the deck. So if you have any repeats, it's not going to work. So likewise, for example, if you have, um, you know, let's say let's say your seed contains the word wife and wing, right? Well, both of those are on the the king of clubs card as the lead card, and so you're not going to be able to express that in a deck of cards because you've already used the king of clubs. You can't both have the ace of spades and the seven of spades paired with it. Right, if you had both of those words in your seed. So this procedure will generate a 23-word seed phrase, but it is not, uh, with one deck of cards, it is not possible to represent all seeds. But but you could, if you use this system, then it, then it would work, if that makes sense. It, it might work. You might get lucky, but uh, it might not also. Like a petition that would overlap. I have another question. I don't know how much in-depth um, it will get, like, we'll get but... Essentially, with a cold card, there's the passphrase portion of the seed. Well, it's not necessarily part of the seed phrase, but I don't know. Is there any is there any information you can give regarding the how the passphrase is used in relation to the seed phrase, or how that is generated? Yeah, so that's covered in BIP thirty nine, um, which uh, I could probably dig up real quick. Let's see. I actually might have that open on a tab already. Let's see. All right, so so what I have here is the GitHub page for BIP39. Uh, oh, this is the word lists. Bitcoin BIP, BIP39. Uh, let's see. Oh no, that's just uh, that's just the list of the words. Hold on.
Nope, that's not what I want. All right, let's just go to the let's go to the Bitcoin wiki. Um, Genmonic, uh, word list from Mnemonic Seed, word list, test vectors, reference implementation. Somewhere in here it talks about the passphrase from Mnemonic Seed. Okay, decide to protect their Mnemonic Seed with passphrase is not present an empty string. You know, your quote quote is used instead. To create a binary seed from the mnemonic, we use pbkdf2 function, which I don't know what that is, with a mnemonic sentence in UTF-8 NFKD used as the password and the string, the literal string, quote mnemonic quote, plus their passphrase, again UTF-8, used as the salt. Um, okay, so a salt. Okay, the iter uh, I'll, I'll explain what assault is in just a second. The iteration count is set to 2048. HMAC SHA-512 is used as the pseudo-random function. So the key is derived is 512 bits, 64 bytes. So what this is saying is, uh, in order to turn your seed mnemonic, your your um, you know the the 256 bits we were just talking about in the uh, the the seed um, the seed playground, we take that. Uh, we take the string mnemonic plus passphrase, and let's see. To create a binary, we use pbkdf2 function. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure what this pbkdf2 function is. I'd have to look that up. But effectively, you have the cryptographic function that takes your uh, your seed along with your mnemonic sentence, your passphrase. You take the string, the literal string mnemonic, plus the passphrase, plus your stuff, run it through this pbkdf2 function, uh, which is going to do 248 rounds of SHA-512 in order to produce a 512-bit output. So, um, yeah, what cold card is doing is literally what this BIP describes. I'm sure that this makes sense to somebody who knows what pbkdf2 is. I don't know offhand. Um, the seed can later be used to generate deterministic wallets using BIP32 or similar methods. So BIP32 here is referencing, uh, you may have heard of your derivation path. That's what this is talking about. Um, yeah, so that's the gist of it. I'm sorry I can't give you a better answer. Jimbo, this has been awesome. You got everyone losing their mind in the Discord chat, thinking of, of paranoid schemes of how to get out of dodge with their deck of cards. So this is this has been awesome, dude. Great, thanks. Happy to happy to yeah, be here. Jimbo, thanks, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. This is awesome. Hey, can I uh, add a quick little question? Or yeah, shoot, shoot it, Jim. So, um, uh, Jimbo, maybe you could talk about uh, the other the other thing that I think is kind of interesting to think about here is that with your random seed. Um, there's an attack vector that JW likes to talk about where basically, you know, in theory, you could have hardware wallet manufacturers that have a flawed um, uh, algorithm for generating, generating seeds, right? Where it's like they kind of, they have kind of compromised the process and in theory, they're reducing the randomness of the output in such a way that they could trivially, you know, search through the space and get everyone's seeds. So um, maybe you could talk about that a little bit, attack vector. Sure. So, oh, um, yeah, <clears throat> a lot of cryptography depends on 
generating randomness. And as I mentioned at the outset, um, in Bitcoin, knowledge is ownership. The fact that you know your keys, your seed that generates your keys, your knowledge of your seed and your exclusive knowledge of your seed is what guarantees that you and only you can move funds. So the question here is, uh, what about places, hardware wallets, or wallets in general that generate a seed? So a lot of people, when they first use Bitcoin, they start up, uh, they download an app on their phone, and then the app generates a seed for them and says, okay, it's super important that you write these words down. And they do, and you use that wallet and you presume everything's just fine. But the question is, uh, how do you know that that seed was not just in a database somewhere that somebody else is just sitting on waiting for the exit scam day when they go and sweep everybody's wallets, right? Um, and the answer is you can't know. The only time you can ever be 100% certain that only you can move funds is when you have moved them yourself. Like the, when you issue the transaction that moves your funds, then you know that you're the only one that could. Every other time, you don't know if somebody else got it, right? So if I use this card system, I you know wrote down my, my seed words, and uh, I hope nobody has them. I put some funds in there, and then but I hope nobody has them, but I don't technically know. Like you can't prove a negative. There's no way to prove that nobody else knows the seed. So the whole purpose of generating your own randomness instead of letting a hardware wallet do it or a software wallet or anybody else do it is that you're eliminating the possibility that somebody is just sitting on a database of seeds that they can then sweep uh, when they're ready to disappear you know, into the Cayman Islands or wherever their preferred uh, jurisdiction of choices. So um, that would be my comment is, uh, Yes, you do need to worry about the randomness. Let me tell a quick story. So back in um, back around back in 2013, there were a bunch of wallets for Android, and they all used a uh, Java library, a, a Java library function called Secure Random, for generating random numbers. Well, it turns out that Secure Random was not quite as secure as its name would imply, and it would sometimes reuse random numbers. When you spend from an address and reuse that address. If the random number uh, was reused for spending from the same address, um, somebody can basically figure out what the what the seed was for that. And so, something like 55 bitcoins were harvested from a variety of wallets that were on Android that were using this uh, not quite secure, secure random function. So, in that particular case, it wasn't that they were guessing the seeds because of the poor randomness. They were taking advantage of a different feature. But the point is, is that bugs happen in randomness uh, generating software. And if you are, uh, if you were unfortunate enough to to um, have generated your seed at a time when that randomness uh, was not great, and later it's discovered, right? You could it could be years later that the that the vulnerability was discovered. Um, you know, then then it could be possible for somebody to surreptitiously, you know, roll back the clock and and take your funds. So, anyway, that's why I generate my own uh, seed material offline. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Thanks for that. And uh, maybe maybe tell them your tidbit about using an old deck of cards, Jimbo, before we end this stream. Oh, yeah. So, um, so as I mentioned, I I, gen I created these cards uh, so that you can um, you can see the seed words on the cards themselves. Uh, that was that was my goal, and you know. It, it's kind of clever. Uh, as far as using an old deck of cards goes, I, I recommend it. You know, you don't need to buy a brand new deck of cards from the store because 
um, your attacker is unlikely to have access to some random old-ass deck of cards that's been in your kitchen for, for 10 years. So um, it's going to have its own unique wear. It's going to have its own unique history. It's going to have its own unique quirks. Um, even if you're missing a card, you can still use this system. Uh, but yeah, so that's why I say like the system actually benefits from using a deck of cards that's been played for a while because that deck of cards is going to have its own curve to it from all the times that you shuffled. It's going to have its own dirt on it from all the times that you played. So uh, you don't need to buy a brand new fresh deck of cards. In fact, an old crappy deck of cards is just as good or better for the purposes of generating um, a seed using this procedure, in my opinion. Awesome, Jimbo. Well, uh, we got Wynikus's last question and then we'll let you go. And the question is, when moon? <laughs> yeah. So my current, um, I, I'm still on, uh, I'm still on team super cycle, and uh, so my my current prediction is 10 million by uh, by next having. So that's that's uh, that's my prediction. Let's go. We love bullpen predictions here. Um. All right, well, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or go. You can you can continue, Jimbo, if you want to. Uh, add to that oh, i was just going to say my usual meme that is um i think people underestimate the degree to which unit bias affects people people want to buy a whole thing so when they first hear about this crypto space they're like oh i can't buy a bitcoin i don't have you know thirty three thousand dollars and thirty three thousand and eighty dollars sitting around to buy a whole one but look i can buy whole ripples or i can buy whole you know whatever's and then people go and um get wrecked uh but once we hit a million dollars per Bitcoin, then a sat is one cent. And we're going to switch over to sats at that point. It won't make sense to quote the Bitcoin price anymore. We might keep the BTC ticker, but it'll just be BTC means now a sat. And now we have a penny stock. And that's when the real moon pump starts. Let's go. All right, Jimbo. I don't think we can top such bullish predictions after this. So, guys, thank Jimbo for coming out. This was an awesome presentation. You guys watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, share this one out. Go create your own seed from the card game. And stick around for Teacher's Lounge. We'll be back in a few minutes. So thanks for coming out, guys. This was episode 101. Peace out.